Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. I mean, the new Jerusalem and the millennium, it's actually found in the book of Revelation chapter 20. Because someone must have been asking a question, what is the prophet talking about here? What millennium are we talking about? Okay. Now, we're going to go ahead because I know we are supposed to be in Revelation chapter what? Six. So, today we're going to go ahead. We'll skip all the chapters in between and go to chapter 20. Um, and I will just speak for a short time. Just lay the foundation. And then from next week, I'm going to back. I'm going to go back to Revelation chapter 6. And then I'll take you from there all the way so that we can connect to, uh, by the end of the month, we should connect to the new millennium and the new Jerusalem. Are you following me so far? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. So we're going to read Revelation chapter chapter uh, 20, verses 1 to verse number 6, just as a foundation. Okay, okay, let's go all the way to verse 10, 1 to 10. Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. Now, as you know, the book of Revelation is a very controversial book. Not controversial because the book is difficult or the book is controversial, but it's because people's understanding of that book uh, betrays them, okay? People's understanding of that book, it's very, very limited, very, very limited, such that um, most people have got uh, no, different interpretations of the book of Revelation because there are some things that you need to understand in the book of Revelation. The whole book, as you know, from chapter 1, that the whole book is coded. It's a code. The whole book is coded. So you need to learn how to decode. You need to learn how to interpret the different codes which have been put in the book of Revelation, including mathematics. There's a, there, are, there are a lot of maths in the book of Revelation. There are a lot of colors that God is using to speak in the book of Revelation. There are a lot of symbols that God is using to speak in the book of Revelation. So if you don't have an understanding of colors, if you don't have an understanding of numbers, if you don't have an understanding of the different things that God is using to speak in the book of Revelation, you're going to miss the meaning of that book. And this book, well-meaning, well-intentioned Bible teachers and Bible interpreters, they differ in their understanding and their you know, exposition of what the Bible is talking about in this book. So if you find people with a different view to what we hold, don't fight them. You know, don't fight them. Just ask them the question, why do you hold the view that you hold? Can you explain to me, show me in the scripture, why are you holding the views that you have? How did you arrive at that conclusion? So let them argue. So, okay, I came to this conclusion because I looked at this verse, this verse, this verse, and this verse. That's how I came to the conclusion. And then they should ask you the question, Okay, how did you come to the conclusion of what you believe? Tell them, okay, this is how I got to the conclusion. Explain things like metatauta. Okay, after these things, that the book of Revelation is divided into three segments. John was taught to write the things that he saw. He was taught to write the things that were in his day and the things that were to come. 
and now he uh -huh, take them through Revelation 1 verse number 19. Breakdown of the book. Now the things that he saw were about Jesus Christ. And then the things that were in his day was about the seven churches. Talk to them about the four levels of application of those seven churches. And the prophetic significance. You know, the prophetic application of those seven churches, that these are seven church eras, these are seven church ages. When we come to the end of the, of the church age, we find rapture. Take them to Daniel chapter number 9, verses 24 to 27. Show them the breakdown of those diagrams I showed you. Show them this is why, aha, this is where it is, this is the gap. Now we are in the gap, the church age is a gap. Take them to uh, Philipp, uh, I mean Ephesians chapter number 3, that this is a mystery. It was hidden. Not even the prophets of old had any idea what the church was. They had no clue, no kalala, no klulu. Are, are you hearing me? They had no idea. The apostle had revealed this thing as a mystery. We are in a mysterious age. It's a church age, okay? And after the church age, we are the ones who are holding the Antichrist from being revealed. When the Antichrist has been revealed, then Aha, uh -huh. once we've been taken, that Christ will be revealed, and then we talk about the tribulation. This is why we believe what we believe. So it's not a point of contention. It's not a point of argument where people start hating one another. No. But everyone must be able to back up their belief. They must be able to back up their point using scriptures. Don't just say, okay, 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 okay. No. You need to ask them the question. Tell me, how did you arrive at your conclusion? They need to show you from the scriptures how they got to that conclusion. So they should not just be jumping up and down. Hey, hey my pastor told me this. That's it. Uh -uh. They need to prove it by scriptures. Are you able to prove it yourself? Are you able to prove? <laughs> I think I've shown you a lot of scriptures. You've got like, I don't know. You can prove. You can demonstrate how we came to that conclusion. You can demonstrate why we believe what we believe in. Someone said yes. Yes. All right. So, Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 to 10. The Bible is very clear. I want us to read together. 1, 2, 3, go. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the, the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power, but... They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp 
of the saints about and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Someone say power. Power. Are you following? Yes, we're following. All right. So the Bible begins with, I saw an angel come down from heaven, having a key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. So we see the angel coming down from heaven, and this angel having a key of the bottomless pit. Now the question is, he's coming from heaven. So where is this bottomless pit? Obviously, uh, the bottomless pit is not in heaven. It is here on earth. Are you following me so far? So the angel came down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. So we pick up the angel coming from heaven. We pick up a great having a key in his hand. And then the last thing that we pick up from there uh, is the bottomless pit. Okay? Bottomless pit. Now, the word bottomless pit, okay, bottomless pit, um, it's a very, very important word because that word uh, that has been translated bottomless pit is actually um, abyss, okay, abyss. But now when you look at that word in its Greek translation, there's something interesting about it. Let's quickly pick it up because of time. I'll be cruising because of time. Remember, I'm just laying a foundation, so it's not everything that I'll share here. Bottomless pit. Uh, let me see if you can see on my chalkboard here. Um, I'm going to bring it closer so that you, you can see um, what I'll be writing. Okay, I'm going to just bring it a bit closer. They are setting up the camera, so just bear a little bit. Okay. Okay, so let's see if you can see. Bottomless pit is equal to abusos. Okay, the Greek word for Bottomless is Abu Sos. I don't know how they pronounce it, but this word here has got a, which means negative, and Busos, um, which means depth. So we're talking about uh, bottomless or something without a depth. Without limit. Are you following me? Okay. That's why it has been translated bottom what? Less. So it's something 
without a what? Bottom. So that's why it's bottomless. Okay. So we see the angel coming down from heaven having a, the key of the bottomless pit. So in other words, this pit has got what? A key that you can lock. Someone say, lock the devil. Lock the devil. <laughs> you know, this devil, he may jump here, jump there, do this, do that. You know, cause out of havoc, cause out of whatever. But he's not a devil who is beyond being locked. Are you following me so far? So, the angel came from heaven, having a key of the bottomless pit and a great chain, great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon. So, we find another word there, dragon. Remember, the book of Revelation is literally a book which is in symbols. Dragon is a symbolic name. Of who? Of the devil. Dragon is a what? Symbolic name of the devil. And he laid hold on the dragon. That is the what? Old serpent. That's another name again. Old serpent. That's a symbolic name of the devil. And then we find another one, which is the devil. Now they have now told us uh, that they are talking about the devil. So you don't confuse. They've given you three different names so you don't confuse. Number one, dragon. Number two, old serpent. Number three, devil. And uh, they've even given us a fourth one. Who is who? So there's no confusion here. Four names of this guy. He's a dragon, old serpent, Devil and Satan. So on that one, there's no debate. Okay. And he bound him how many years? One thousand years. And one thousand years is called a what? A millennium. So when we talk about the millennium era. We're talking about the 1,000 year time. The millennium, we're talking about a period of how many years? 1,000 years. Now the question that you need to ask us, are these literal years or they are prophetic years or they are symbolic years? Okay? Are they literal years or they are symbolic years or they are you know, whatever. So, and he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up. So the devil was cast into this pit, and the Bible says he was shut up. So in other words, the gate was locked. The, gate, the door was closed. Okay? And set a seal upon him. So after they closed the hole, so this is the entrance of the hole. Remember, it's bottomless. It continues on and on. And then here, they close, and they set a seal, like a signature. You know how you, when you receive a parcel and it's sealed? Are you, go, are you following what I'm saying? Yes. Aha. Uh -huh. So this angel set a seal on that hall, so that on, on the cover of the hall, so, so that he should deceive the nations no more. So we pick up another thing here that the devil does. What does he do? Deceive. Deception. Are you following me? We're following. 
deception. Aha. Uh -huh. If you want to write things, you should Google. <laughs> All right. So that you should deceive the nations no more. Till the what? 1,000 years be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. Mm. No more deception for how long? 1,000 years. And after that, he is released for what? A little Little what? Season. Now, the question is, how long is this little season? Really, there is no definitive answer as to how long the little season is. But, but we can use other verses. If we can use other verses, we may have an idea. Not definitive, but this can give us an idea. So if you go to Revelation chapter 12, verse number 12, there's something there that has been used to talk to symbolize time. Okay? Aha. Uh -huh. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 12. All right. I want us to read together. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 12. One, two, three, go. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Okay, so there we've got short what? Short time. We've got short time, okay, to symbolize this period that we're talking about. If you go to Revelation chapter 17, verse 10, 17, 10. 17.10, we'll pick up another phrase there. When we find it, we can read. One, two, three, go. And there are seven kings, five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue a short space. So there we pick up again that you must continue for what? A short space. Are you following me so far? Yes, we're following. A short what? Space. A short space. Mm. Someone say, mm. mm. Now, I took you to Revelation chapter 12, uh, verse number 12, but I want us to read all the way to verse 14. So now we can crack. What does this short space, how long is the short space? How long is the short time? So that at least we can give a figure there. Okay, but as I'm saying, it's not definitive. But that's what I believe the Bible is referring to. Let's go to Revelation chapter, um, chapter 12, verse 12 to 14. You're going to pick up a certain time there that I've already talked about in the past. But now it's going to make a bit of sense. One, two, three, go. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time 
and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. All right. So what is the short time? A time. <laughs> time plus times times plus half a time half a time therefore a time is 1 plus 2 times times is what 2 plus half times times is what half therefore the answer is three and half what? Yes. Yes. You are saying, how did you arrive at that? No, it's a time, and then it times, and then half what? A time. Therefore, it makes sense to say time is one. Times, it's two times, and then plus what? Half. So one plus two, three, three plus half, three and half what? Yes. So we see that after 1,000 years, the devil is being released into the world to deceive the nations for a short time. And we, I believe this short time is only about three and a half years. It may be longer, it may be shorter. Um, we don't have a definitive answer because they haven't told us. But the Bible is assuming that we understand our scriptures. We know how to work out the mathematics until we pick up the right answer. Someone say, I'm with you, prophet. I'm with you, prophet. So this is a little, he was loosed for a little what? A little season. Okay, to do what? In that little season. Okay, so when you go back um, to Revelation chapter 20, he's re released for a little season to deceive the nations. Okay, so he goes back to deceive the nations. But this is, remember, after. After how many years? 1,000 years, which we are calling them millennium. Now, the problem that we have today is that there are so many different interpretations of when the 1,000 years begin okay so the question is when will the 1000 years begin question mark number two why 1000 years anyway <laughs> Are we together so far? Yes. Why 1,000 years anyway? Why not 25? Why not 72? Why not 80? The answer is simple. The answer is simple. The answer is simple. God created the world. In how many days? In seven days. Someone says seven days. Seven days. And the Bible says to God one day is equal to what? One day is equal to? A thousand. One thousand years. <laughs> I are not even following. Are you following? We're following. We have confused you. Are you following me? We're following, Papa. Because someone may be saying, uh -uh, now the prophet isn't confusing me now. 
Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Let's quickly pick up this scripture and then we'll continue from there. 2 Peter 3, 2 Peter 3, 2 Peter 3, verse number. I receive. Verses 1 to. Okay, in your notes, put verse 1 to 13. We may not read all of it. In your notes, put verse 1 to 13. We may, need, we may not read all of it. Um, because of time. We may not read all of it. I'll just go straight to... Verse 7 to 9, because of time. All right. I want you to notice what the Bible says there. Let me read for you. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire, against the day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. So in other words, what we are talking about is the end season. Are we together so far? Yes. The end of the what? Of the world. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing. That one day is with the Lord as a what? Thousand years. And a thousand years as what? One day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness. But is long suffering to usward. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. They're talking about the end days. They're talking about the final days of life. You can just go to verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein shall be bend up. All right, we're talking about the end event. So the Bible says, don't think that God is delaying, you know, bringing the world to an end, as some people think. Because some people think, ah, no, why is God taking so long? Things have been the way they used to be with our grandparents, our great-grandparents, whatever. No, it's not that God is delaying. It's only because God is a prophetic God. He already told us some ideas in terms of the timings. Are, you to, are we together so far? Yes. So in other words, we can deduce from what God did here prophetically by giving us a week which has got seven days in it. That actually what God was saying is the world shall be for 7,000. How many years? How many years? How many years? 7,000 years. Not, not about the earth. The earth is older than that. The earth is far, far older, billions of years. But from the days of Adam, Hmm. Now, now you're hearing now. From the days of Adam to the eternal reign of Christ. Aha. Uh -huh. Shall be how many years? 7,000 years. 7,000 years. Are we together so far? Yes, we're together. Yeah. Now we can turn this over. Aha. Uh -huh. Now I told you, don't say, ah, the prophet, look at the way he's writing its message. Being messy is the sign of being a professor. <laughs> 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 
you know, the new lectures are the ones who write nicely, what, what. But when you become a professor, you just scribble. That's it. Okay. So, we are saying from Adam to the eternal reign. Of Christ shall be how many years? Seven thousand years. Are we together so far? Okay. And then we already told you one thousand years is equal to the millennium. So which lives how many years? Seven thousand minus what? 1,000 equals how many? 6,000 years. 6,000 years. Now, 6,000 is equal to 6 multiplied by what? 1,000. And we said one day <laughs> is equal to? 1,000 years. Therefore, 6,000 is equal to how many days? Six days, Papa. Is equal to six days. Have I confused you? No, this is clear. Is it clear, clear? Yes. All right. So, we know that six, prophetically, is a number of who? It's the number of man. Is the number of man. Why? Because man was created on sixth day. Are we together so far? Yeah, so prophetically number six is the number of man because man was created on the what? Sixth day. So which means God has given the world to men. God has given the world to men for how many years? 6,000 years. Man going to rule the world for 6,000 years. But remember, God created the world uh, um, in seven days. On the seventh day, what did he do? He rested. So man going to rule the world for 6,000 years. And then on the seventh, seventh day, Seventh day, which can also be seventh, seventh what? One thousand years. What did God do? Say rest. Rest. Are we following? Have I lost you? No, we follow. On the seventh day, God what? Rested. But the seventh day, if one day is equal to one thousand years, it means seventh day is also how many years? One thousand years. And this is what we call the millennium. It's, it means what? Rest. Someone say rest. Rest. Are you following me? Yes. The millennium means a time of what? Rest. Why should there be rest? There's rest because the devil has been arrested. Aha, uh -huh, now it's making sense. What happens to the devil? The devil is what? Arrested and shut up in the bottomless pit for how many years? 
1,000 years. <laughs> I told you, mathematics in the book of Revelation, you can't avoid them. All right, so can we continue? Aha, verse number 4 of Revelation chapter 20. And I saw thrones, and they sat them, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or, or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Yes. So there's a list of people there that the Bible gives us which reign with Christ. Number one, we see souls of those that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus Christ. Souls of those who were beheaded for the witness of Jesus Christ. Number two, for the word of God. Number three, which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image. Number four, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads. Or in their hands. What mark? Are we, we're talking about the mark of the beast. And that's where you find the 666. I will not talk much about the 666 because that's in Revelation chapter 13. So I'm going to cover that as we build our way to what I'm teaching you today. Are we together so far? But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now we pick up another thing again there. What is it? First. First resurrection. Someone say first resurrection. First resurrection. Now, when you hear the word first resurrection, now it means you need to begin to think. If there's first, then there must also be what? Second. Are you hearing me? Or, in general terms, if the Bible talks about this is the first resurrection, then there must be several resurrections. Are you following me so far? Yes. Aha. Uh -huh. So, in other words, we need to understand that the resurrection is not a one-time event. There are several resurrections taking place. There are several of them. There's not only one. I don't know whether you are following me. I think I'm going too deep. Am I confusing you? <laughs> We are saying, hey, prophet Jesus, today you are going too deep. Can you finish the service right there before we go further into the jungle? <laughs> are we together so far? Yes, we're together. Are you sure? Now, when we talk about the first resurrection, okay, the first resurrection, we're talking about the resurrection that began taking place with the first man to resurrect. Who is that man? Who was the first man to resurrect? There's, I can see someone waving there in the corner there on the Zoom. Jesus. Yes, Rosie. Uh, Jesus. Unmute yourself. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Powerful. Let's clap hands for her. Let's clap hands for her. That is so true. The first person to ever resurrect. Mm, 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 mm. I don't know whether you are following me. 
Are you following me? We're following. Revelation chapter 1, verse number 4 and 5. Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. I'll stop very soon because I know it's, it's, it's a heavy teaching. Heavy, 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 heavy. It's a big teaching. I'll stop very soon. All right, I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins with his own blood. All right. So we see that the first one to resurrect was who? Jesus Christ. That's what the Bible tells in verse number five. Give me verse number five again. Let's look at verse number five again. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faith witness and the first begotten of the dead. Now the question is, okay, was Jesus the first one really to resurrect? Didn't he resurrect Lazarus? Didn't he resurrect the, the, the son of the widow in a village called Nine? Yes, he resurrected them, but he resurrected them back into their normal sinful life. Are you hearing me? They came back from the dead, but they went back into spiritual death. But when you look at Jesus Christ, he was the first one to come out of spiritual death. Why? Because when he went on the cross, the Bible says, God made him sin for us. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse number 17, the Bible says, For he hath made him to be sin for us, him who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. And so when Jesus went to that cross, he was made to be sin for us, him who knew no sin. So in other words, Christ entered into our dimension, a dimension of death, where a person is spiritually dead, where a person is separated from God. And Jesus cried on the cross and he said, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My father, my father, why hast thou, for, what, why, why hast thou forsaken me? So in other words, Christ was separated from God because of the sin. Are you hearing me? Sin separates man from God. So Jesus entered into a spiritual death. When he carried our sin, when God made him to be sin for us, Jesus entered into our sinful dimension, into our dimension of death. Are you following me so far? Oh, yes. Okay. So when God resurrected him, Jesus became the first begotten of the dead. He was the first fruit, the first man to come out of spiritual death was Jesus. Lazarus didn't come out of the spiritual death when he resurrected. He died again waiting for the day of resurrection. The saints of old, they didn't come out of spiritual death. They stayed in spiritual death. Are you hearing me? I know Elijah raised dead people. Those people that Elijah raised, they died again. Lazarus died again. You know, are you hearing what I'm talking about? I'm, I'm confusing you. So Jesus was the first man to come out of what? Spiritual death when he resurrected but then it wasn't just jesus jesus was the door the first one to he says the first begotten so in other words that resurrection kept on happening kept on happening because when jesus came out of the grave the bible does tell us in matthew chapter 27 matthew chapter 27 verse number i think 51 52 okay ah yeah bakata site seki i don't know whether you're hearing me all the way to 53. 
53. Are you being blessed or have lost you? Now we're blessed. Are you following what's happening? We're following. All right. This is the year of the revelation of Jesus Christ. You're going to know Jesus like nobody's business. You're going to understand all this stuff like nobody's business. Are you hearing me? Good. Revelation chapter 27 verses 51. Okay, let's just 52, 53. 52, 53. I'm sorry, sorry. Matthew 27. Matthew 27, 52, 53. Because of time. Mm. Someone said, mm. Mm. In the streams, every single day, it's like Bible college. <laughs> you attend the service in the streams, it's like you have spent uh, a semester in a Bible college. <laughs> not, not your average Bible college. Ah, no, not the average one, no. Okay, let's read. One, the, two, three, go. And the graves were opened... And many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. All right. So we find something very important here that took place. Very, very important. And the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. We are talking about saints, people who were believing in the coming Messiah. They had used the blood of animals to cover their sins. They had killed animals. They lived a life of trying to please God by following the law. Now, when Jesus resurrected, we find them also what? Being what? Resurrected. So anyone who was held, aha, uh -huh, now we are going there now. Remember Abraham's bosom. You remember that statement? The spirits of righteous people were not going to heaven in those days. They were kept in a place called what? Abraham's bosom. Mm. So they were there, kept there. So when Jesus resurrected, these people came out of Abraham's bosom and they joined Christ in a procession going to heaven. There was a procession, there was a victory march. Jesus was on the forefront marching. He says, have conquered death, have conquered head, have conquered hell, have conquered heads, have conquered you know, everything. He is marching at the, at the front of the, of the group and then behind him there was a whole procession of saints marching, going into heaven. Now you are saying, um, <clears throat> prophet, is that in the Bible? <laughs> Remember, if I can't show it to you, don't what? Don't take it. Was there a procession? Yes, there was a procession. Is that for real? Yeah! <laughs> I don't know. Should I go even there or, or you are already full? You're already saturated. Should I go deeper? Or you're already, your head is going. <laughs> Should I show you the procession? Take us there, prophet. Are you sure? Yeah, take us there. All right. Let me show you. For you to understand that I know what I'm talking about. Let me begin from the Old Testament, not even from the New. receive. Uh, uh, let's go to Psalm chapter 68 verse 18 Psalm chapter 68 verse 18 
We're gonna pray right now. We're gonna finish very soon. It's only, I think, eight minutes past twelve in Brisbane, and uh, twelve thirty in Adelaide, and uh, eight twelve thirty-eight in Adelaide, and eight minutes past one here in Sydney. We're gonna finish very soon, and we're gonna pray. I've got some prophetic stuff to do. So we need to make some time for that. Oh, yes. Are you ready? We're ready. All right, let's read Psalm 68, verse number 18. One, two, three, go. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. One more time. Thou hast ascended on high. Thou hast led captivity captive. Thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Did you see that? Thou, thou hast ascended on high, and thou hast what? Led captivity captive. Are you following me? He led what? Captivity captive. In other words, people who are kept in captivity, Jesus captured them. Uh-huh. Jesus what? captured them. These people were kept in bondage by the devil. These were righteous souls. They were kept in a place called Hades. Heads. Okay? Now Jesus, when he went into hell, he captured all these people and he led them like a train behind him. He led them as, as a march, a procession behind him. He led captivity captive. Going where? He ascended. But the Bible says before he ascended, he first descended into the lower parts of the earth. I don't know whether you are following me at all. Yes. Watch this. Let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse number 8 to 10. Ephesians 4, 8 to 10. All right, let's read together. One, two, three, go. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but, sorry, what is it but he that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Ah, this is amazing. Did you see that? Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led what? Captivity. Captive and gave gifts unto man. What are we talking about? He led a train. There was a train of people that Jesus led. Now, if you look at that verse from the Amplified Version, okay, I think it's the Amplified Version, there's something the Bible says there, uh, which gives us um, a very good interpretation. Remember the book of revelation can never be understood until you understand the rest of the Bible. Are we together so far? Yes. All right, let's look at that. This amplified version. Let's read verse number eight. One, two, three, go. Okay. Um, let me read for you because my son can't see the screen here. You found it? Okay. Yes, read. 
Yes. Verse 8. Only verse 8. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive, he led a train of vanquished foes, and he bestowed gifts on men. He led what? A train. Someone say a train. A train. Yeah. So I told you Jesus was on the forefront. And behind him, there was a whole procession of saints which came out of the graves. Are you hearing me? So it was like a train. These were, the Bible calls them vanquished foes. They were held by the devil. They were held captive by God through Christ Jesus. When the blood was accepted on the mercy seat, Jesus went to hell, released everybody who was in hell, and led a train. There were people behind him. There was a whole procession. They were hearing, hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 we have conquered the death. We have defeated death. Hell, hell, hell. Are you hearing me? Now, the hell there is not the H E L L, it's the H A I L. Jesus Christ. I think I'm going too deep. La caparara bosta castehendo, the adosta valesta. Rapa shata vanda cassette, mente rebekendo. Baruca dusa ato vasa lica sente rebejeker yaramakesta. Hey, are you hearing me? Yes, we're hearing. Oh boy. Can I even go there? Can I go there? Take us there, prophet. Are you sure? Oh yes. Look at Matthew 28 verse verse 9 and 10. Matthew 28 verse 9 and 10. This is Jesus talking. This is the master himself speaking. What did he say? Matthew chapter 28, verse number 9 and 10. Read. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, all hail. Oh, wait a minute. What did he say? All hail. All hail. <laughs> hey. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then, then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee and there shall they see me. He says, Oh, hell. In other words, hey. <laughs> he tells them what? He says what? You need to shout, hell. Someone shout, say hell. Hell. Are you shouting or are you just whispering? Are you ready to shout? Yes. Say, oh hell! Oh hell! This is what Jesus told the women. He says, hey, say, oh hell! Shout hell. In other words, we have conquered. We have defeated death. Are you hearing me? We are more than conquerors. We are victors beyond measure. Am I talking to somebody right here? So you are there. You look at yourself. You think you are defeated. No, you are undefeatable. I said you are unstoppable no matter what may happen to you. You are unstoppable. Jesus said, oh hell! Praise the name of Jesus. So Jesus was the first begotten. In other words, Jesus was the first one to be resurrected. Now, after Jesus got resurrected, the saints also came out of their graves. We are still in the first what? Resurrection. Guess who? Who else is part of the first resurrection? Guess who else is part of the first resurrection? Oh, now I'm confusing you. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. I receive. 
makata rarabos da hastehene hesta labanzo ratosta kunda valeska labahampa rapa sete merbekendo Ephesians chapter 2 we're going to read verse 1 all the way to verse number 7 and then I'm done I think I've given you too much <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 7 and then I'm done One, two, three, go. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus." Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Say me. Me. He quickened me. He quickened me. What does it mean to quicken? It doesn't mean that you walk fast. It means you have been made alive. Okay? Say I have been made alive. I've been made alive. Say I am resurrected. I am resurrected. You know, I was talking to a, to a Muslim. I was talking to a Muslim the other day, and this Muslim told me, uh, <clears throat> we believe that uh, we're going to go to heaven uh, after we've done our best, and um, you know, God going to help us. Once we get there, uh, we're going to become new people. I said, oh, wow, that, that, that's, that's a very good belief, actually. A uh, very good belief. He said, uh, do you believe also? I said, no, me, I'm not believing. I'm beyond believing. I'm already a new creature. <laughs> <laughs> I said that, that, that one that you just that you shall become is me when you look at me I'm your future he looked at me and said what are you talking about I said no me I'm your future what you are thinking you shall become that day I am already eating I'm already walking in it so please wake hard until you join us I didn't continue the conversation I stopped right there because I, <laughs> I knew the young man was so confused but when I'm looking at you, I'm not looking at people who are still dead. No. The Bible says God has already resurrected you. Say, I refuse to remain in death. I refuse to remain in death. God has already resurrected you in Christ Jesus. You have already begun taking, you have already taken part in the first what? First resurrection. You are someone who is post-grave man. You are someone who is post-death man. You are already resurrected. Am I talking to someone right here? Oh, yes. Hey. Say neighbor. Neighbor. Hey, hey! You, you need to begin to look at yourself in a different light. Begin to look at yourself in a different dimension. Begin to think about who you are in a different revelation. Am I talking to somebody right oh, here? Yes. You see the Bible says blessed are those who are part in the first resurrection. Give me Revelation 20 verse number 6. I will not even continue because of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me verse number 6. 
Haya baya rabu. Ah 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 ah. Wait 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 wait. Where are we? Jesus. Hamayara kaste hestemere kingdom. Mazuta falakushta mosaya periste. We were reading verse number four, right? Let's read four into six. Revelation chapter chapter twenty, verse four into six. And then I am done. Ho ho! I am post grave. <laughs> he had made me alive. Hey, I'm a member of the first resurrection. I am walking in the ranks of Jesus. Every morning I can wake up in the morning and say, Hey, I wake up with excitement every single day. I have no days to be down. I have no days to be brown. I have no days to be dark. I have got no days where I'm thinking, should I wake up or should I just be sleeping? Oh, oh, every morning when I wake up, I say, Hey, why I am more than a conqueror. Someone say yes. Yes. <laughs> Let's read Revelation chapter 20, verse 4 to 6, and then we're going to begin to pray. My God. Yes. One, two, three, go. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Oh my God, you didn't see that. Blessed and holy is he that hath what? But in the first resurrection. So when Jesus came out of the grave, he began a series of resurrections which the Bible calls them what? The first resurrection. And guess what? You are a member of the first resurrection. Say, I'm a member. I'm a member. Of the first resurrection. Of the first resurrection. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. The Bible says what? Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am holy. I am holy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm a participant. I'm a participant. Of the first resurrection. Of the first resurrection. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.